What's up, guys? All right, uh, like he said, my name's Brendan. Um, I come from Nashville, Tennessee. My Nashville guys are. Um, yeah, so I, I went to, uh, I became a disciple um, before my senior year of high school um, in Olympia, Washington. And then I moved to Nashville, Tennessee to go to Lipscomb University to play baseball and to major in mechanical engineering. And then I finished up uh, in May, graduated, and decided to go into full-time ministry. Um, so that's where I've been, serving there since, uh, since August. Um, and it's been a journey. It's been a battle. Um, and, but, it, you know, I think, I think like anything um, that's worth any effort, um, it's been hard, right? Um, but I've seen, I've seen God work in amazing ways. Um, and I'm really excited to, to be able to be here and to, to give this lesson to you guys. Um, this is a lesson that I've been working on for the, about the past two months. Um, I've read a book. Um, I've been praying extensively. I've sought um, advice from, from wise men as far as what, what this room needs to hear. Okay? Um, and I invested all that time and energy um, because I believe in this room. Guys, I believe that this room is where movements start. Um, I, think about, I think about Jesus and, and what he did, the movement that he started. Um, he chose 12 young men, right? He could have chosen anyone, any, any gender, any, any age bracket, whatever, um, but he chose young men, right? And I believe that, that this room can, can change the world. Um, and I want to I wanna help, help convince you guys of that truth, right? Help convince you guys that, um, that we are something special here, right? Um, and the guys that, that Jesus chose, um, a lot of times, like, they were, they were kind of just normal dudes, right? They, they weren't anything special. Um, I, sometimes they were kind of stupid, um, but, but they were faithful, um, they were available, and they were teachable, okay? And so you guys are here. Um, just the, the fact of you being here is a sign of your faith. Um, to, to invest with your time and your, your money, um, that's a huge sign of faith. And I want to applaud you for that, for being here and for, for your faith and for, for making yourself available to be here, to hear this. Um, and um, I hope that as you're, you're here and you're sitting, that, that you'll be teachable, um, that you'll be humble, that you'll, you'll open your hearts to be receptive to um, what I'm bringing you guys today, that you're, you're open to, to being challenged, to being taught, to being called higher. Um, are you guys okay with that? Some teaching, some, some calling higher? All right, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, so grateful to, to be here, God, to um, have this mic, to have this um, opportunity to, to speak to these men. Um, I pray that you can uh, speak through me, God. Give me the words to say um, what just needs to be said, God. Um, and I pray that we can understand more and more what it, what it means to, um, yeah, to, to come into the calling that you have for each one of us. Amen. Amen. All right, I want to I wanna first ask, what do you guys think of when you hear the word average? What's, what are the first things that come to mind? Shout it out. Boo! Mid, normal. Um, how many people, is that, is that something that's, that's particularly appealing to you? Not really, right? Um, I, and I think that's, that's a thing, right? Like none of us, when we hear the word average or normal or whatever, um, that's not something that's, that's particularly appealing. We don't wake up and go, man, I just want to be average today, right? I think, I think deep down, um, we kind of hate it, right? We kind of don't really like the idea of being normal. Um, and maybe for some of us coming in today, um, you know, normal or average is, is just something that like maybe, oh, dude, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. Um, even just making it um, is, is something tough, man. I, I just hope that I can, I can, be, I can just make it, right? 
Um, but I want to call us higher than that, guys. I don't, I don't think we're made to be average. I don't think we're made to be normal. I think that, that kind of that initial reaction of what, um, what we feel, that, uh, when we, what we react to that word average, I think, I think that's reflective of something within us as men and a part of our design. Okay, um, and I think like something to, to show that like whenever we see greatness, whenever we see somebody performing at a very high level, um, we go, man, that's so cool. Like, I want to do that. That guy's so jacked. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm inspired. I want to get jacked, you know, or wow. They're like, even maybe if you see some of the people like speaking or are men that are just able to, to lead with, um, with strength and courage, it's like, wow, that's, that's amazing. I, I want to do that. Um, I know for me, honestly, the, the time in the week that I'm the most motivated to work out is like right after I watch some anime. Do you guys watch anime? I know you guys do. I know you do. Um, for you guys that watch the show Demon Slayer, like after you guys know, you guys won't all get this reference, but when Tanjiro, like after the whole like uh, spider arc and, and he's, he's just training and, and then he's just like getting so strong. It's crazy. I'm like, man, Larry, let's do some push-ups, man. Like we got to. I just get amped up because it's amazing to see, to see excellence, to see um, somebody that's just maturing and growing into what they could become, right? And scripture reflects this truth. In our theme scripture, Isaiah 40, verses 30 and 31. It says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Okay, and so it says, hey, it's a normal thing to get tired and to get weary and to stumble and fall. Um, but it also says, hey, those who hope in the Lord, they'll, there's something else there. There's an ability to, to renew your strength, to soar on wings like eagles, uh, to, to run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. Guys, there's, there's an opportunity for us to tap into another level of strength and speed and endurance that you may not even know, right? Um, and it's, it's just there for that. Um, and I think a lot of times we miss that truth. Um, we, don't really, we don't really see that. We don't really understand that that's there for us. Um, and I think a lot of times that's because of just what's around us, right? Um, I think the idea of being a man um, and, and manhood is the butt of a lot of jokes, right? If you think about a lot of the shows you watch, a lot of examples that we see, um, we see weak men, like the drunk, lazy dad on the couch that um, won't lead his family or can't lead his family, or um, is just passive and just watching TV his whole life. Um, that's not leadership, that's not love, that's not strength. Um, and I think, I think that we need, to, we need to see that that is not the example that we are called to fill in as men, okay? That there's more there for us. Um, and um, that God has designed us to, to step into something higher, to lead, to be men of dignity and strength. Okay? Um, and I, I just think there's just too much, um, as men, in, in, especially in the kingdom of God, um, we have such a higher calling to, um, to not just sit in our, our passiveness, our laziness, our pride, or our arrogance. Um, and I think there's just so much that we need to, we need to step up, right? Um, and again, like... Um, I know we, like, we may not all be in a spot where we're, we're ready to hear that. You may be in a spot where you, know, you are feeling really tired and weary or maybe you just hit a stumble and you've fallen or, and you're just trying to get back up. You're not ready to soar um, like an eagle. Um, and that's okay, guys. That's, that's a normal thing. That's not something I think you should feel ashamed about or anything. Um, and you, know, you may be 
You may be going through mental health challenges that just won't go away, you know, or you may be going through some hurt and some pain or uh, family issues. A lot of stuff like the circumstances you have, you just don't have control over um, and they just won't go away. Um, and honestly, for me, guys, I was a point uh, about a month ago um, where I was I was feeling like that. I was feeling pretty. I felt like it was it was a bit of a stumble. Um, it was kind of like. I, I definitely looking back, I'm like, this is probably the most emotionally turbulent week of my life. Um, started out on Monday. Um, I had like sprained my ankle in October and then I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't want to spend the money to tell, for them to just tell me to do PT. Um, and then that didn't work. Um, I think there was some pride there for me, guys. <laughs> um, so I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, you do have a sprained ankle. You got to get the MRI. You got to get PT. I'm like, dang. Okay. You know, but I was like, at least I have a plan. Um, and then on Wednesday, um, one of my longtime friends who, like, I've just been close with and disciple and uh, brotherhood, um, one of my only friends that I've had uh, I, from high school that I've maintained a friendship with, um, he called me and told me that he's basically just going through a really big crisis in his faith. And, um, and he said something like, man, you know, I used to love God, but I just can't anymore. I just can't believe in a God who um, would allow this kind of evil and this kind of thing. And that really crushed me um, because he was a friend that I really relied on and looked to, to um, for us to support. And so that was Wednesday, um, and I kind of worked myself up to get ready to drive up there. Um, on Saturday, I was going to drive all night, Friday night, because I had responsibilities on Friday night and Sunday morning. So I was going to drive up all night Friday night, spend Saturday with him, come back Sunday. Um, it didn't work out. He wasn't available. Um, but it, it was pretty emotionally turbulent, and so my uh, Saturday was available. And then um, something else happened. I experienced a big loss in my life. If you want to ask me more about that afterwards, I'm totally open about it. Um, but it was really turbulent, and it just felt like everything was stacking on me. And uh, for probably a couple days, like a you know week or two after that, um, I felt like I couldn't really do a lot. I felt like um, I was hurting. I couldn't. I, I honestly even like. In ministry, I, I felt like I couldn't even appeal to uh, somebody to to trust God out of a full out of my own full heart. Um, I just I just felt like I couldn't do that. I felt like um, broken in a lot of ways, you know. And so, even if you're in a in a spot like that, guys, um, the scripture still holds true, guys. That we we are designed to soar like eagles. That um, even if we're we're tired or broken or or hurting or anything like that, um, that's still God's design. Okay, and so the title of my lesson and my first point is that you are a freaking eagle. Okay, and you need to root this in your brain. This is true. Um, and I think a lo- the truth is that a lot of us, we haven't unlocked that, that, that there's more ahead of us. Um, and we need to, we, and there's, there's I want to talk today a lot about um, how, to, how to unlock that, how to, how to fill in that calling that God has, um, has called us to, right? Um, and I think, I think a lot of us, like we have these, we have these innate eagle powers, right? But maybe Satan has convinced you that you're just a little pigeon and you're just getting in the way, causing issues, not able to, to contribute anything of value. Um, but I want to talk today about what it looks like to take flight. Okay. Um, I'm not an eagle expert. I'm assuming most of you aren't either. Um, but I did some research on eagles. Uh, It was actually really cool. Um, but like I started just like watching some YouTube videos of, about eagles and like, man, I, I spent like probably 30 or 45 minutes like beyond what I actually needed to just watching these videos. So cool, man. Just seeing them soar through the sky um, and just like 
there's, there's actually like a lot of wind and stuff. Like the baby eagles, they're not really able to handle it so well. But the strong ones, they're just kind of soaring, man. And they're just strong uh, through the wind. Um, and they look pretty calm and steady. Um, but these things are ready to kill, man. And then I was watching some of these videos, man. It was cool, um, the, the battles that they went through. Um, so some of their common prey are fish and rabbits. Um, and so if you can imagine something that's flying and then there's something in the water and it's got to kill that thing, right? It's pretty cool just the way it swoops and kills it. Um, and then, and then killing rabbits, like those things can run like 40 miles an hour. Like they're not easy to catch, right? Um, they're even killing other birds. Um, so this is kind of the common prey. Um, but then they, you know, they ramp it up too. Um, they're killing reptiles. Um, they're killing foxes. I was like, what? Why are they killing foxes? They're even killing these deer, like 150 pound deer. Um, but they don't stop there. Okay. My favorite one, they are ripping goats off the side of cliffs and dropping them to kill them. It was so cool. It was so, you got to watch it, man. Um, and then, uh, and they don't stop there, right? They go after the, they don't just go for the prey, right? They go for the predators too. Um, they're going killing sharks. Um, and there's even this, this video of this eagle attacking a bear, right? I'm like, what? Why is this thing trying to kill a bear? This thing is like over a thousand pounds. It's nine feet tall when it's standing on its own. Like what's this eagle doing trying to kill a bear, right? But I think, um, I think it's just like, there's something just like this killer instinct, this thing that's just wanting to, wanting the hunt, right? Um, and it's so cool. And I, I think we, we each have that as men too, that we have um, some killer instinct, some desire to, to have exploits, to, um, to hunt, to have adventure, right? Um, and so uh, these eagles though, they're, they're not just born, um, you know, they're out of the egg. They're not just killing things right away, right? Um, it actually takes them about four months um, to get to a spot where they can kind of be like independent um, and, and kill on their own. And so that's, that's what I want to talk about uh, first is, is in order to get to a spot where they're ready to take flight, um, they first have to train, okay? And so this is my first umbrella point. Um, if you guys want to open up to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Some of my guys in Nashville know the scripture. This is a good one. This have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And so I love training. Um, it is so cool to me to be able to, to see yourself go from one spot and to mature to a next spot. Okay? Um, and just to, to see that growth over time um, in yourself or in a group, um, it's an amazing thing. Right. And so there's there's kind of three questions that you need um, when you're training. First is where am I? Right. You have to have some sort of starting spot to go to go from. Right. Um, the next one is where do I want to be? Right. What's my goal? Where do, what, what kind of person do I want to mature into? Right. And then the final question is, how am I going to get there? OK. Um, and so to, to answer the question, hey, where am I? Um, that takes a lot of humility and awareness to be aware, like, this is where I'm at. Like, I've got these strengths. I've got these weaknesses. Um, I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. That's just kind of, hey, this is where I'm at, right? Um, and then the next, this is, hey, where do I want to be? Um, sometimes this is hard, but honestly, I feel like this is kind of easy. I feel like we talk, if we're real, we talk about that a lot. Like, oh yeah, you know, I want to do this or I'm going to be this and oh, it's going to be so great and this and that. Um, I know for myself in high school, me and some friends bought this, uh, it was a workout plan called Vert Max Pro, 
Um, and it was like, the ad was this, these guys doing these windmill dunks and like, this could be you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they know I was watching the basketball highlights and on YouTube and then they got me with the ad and it hit me and 60 bucks down the drain. There we go. Um, and guess what? I didn't do anything about it. I just bought the plan and I was like so hyped about where I could be. Um, but I lacked the discipline and the drive to actually get myself there. Okay. Um, the final thing, how am I going to get there, right? What's, what's the plan? What's the process for me to mature into that, that idea or that, that, um, the f- future version of myself um, that takes wisdom? How are you, like the idea of how, how does that work, right? Um, it takes discipline um, to, to train, to stick with it, to, um, you know, like discipline, it's cool at the beginning, but, you know, what are you going to do two, mo- two weeks in or, you know, a month in when, ah, this kind of just sucks, you know, I'm not really enjoying this so much. Um, and it takes humility to submit yourself to a trainer, to, to submit yourself to a plan, right? Um, and so for, for, as an example, I sprained my ankle. Um, where am I? My ankle's injured. It's weak. I just got to be okay with that. That's kind of how it is. Um, where do I want to be? I want my ankle to be healthy. I want to run, play basketball, that kind of thing. Um, how am I going to get there? Um, I have to submit myself to some PT plan, right? And I could pay some someone who's, who's trained for years in how to, be, how to do physical therapy, or I could find some YouTube video on other, like those guys who have done those things, and um, you know, I could just follow the plan. That's kind of what I've been going with. It's actually been going okay recently. Um, but yeah, so these three questions, guys, I think a lot of times we miss this process, um, and we just, we just kind of like me in high school, like we just see Vert Max Pro windmill done. That's what I want to be. That sounds so cool. Um, but we miss the process. We, we want to just be without doing the work, right? We want to have the respect without putting in any of the effort, right? Um, and it just doesn't work like that. Like, that's just not how we function as people, right? Um, and I think, I think we need to be, re- like, real about that, that, like, we're not just going to be at some point in time, right? We're not just going to end up wow, I just ended up accidentally becoming this amazing man, you know, so, so capable and strong and spiritual. And I know the Bible, like that's not just going to happen, right? It's going to take intentional effort and training. Okay. And I want to talk about these two key components to training, um, of humility and discipline. Okay. And so let's, let's talk about humility. Um, you may, you may feel like humility is, is a bit weak or, I don't know, if you hear the word meek or something like that, it's like, oh, that doesn't sound, that's, I wouldn't really describe that as like manly. Um, but, but that is actually the opposite of true. Um, and I think, I think that may be pride sneaking into your life and, and just the idea of the, the world's idea of what it means to be a man um, sneaking into the kingdom of God. And we can't let that happen, especially as the men leading the ministries, right? Um, and pride isn't just, you know, refusing a compliment or talk, not talking about yourself that much or that kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's having a sober sense of what you need. Uh, Romans 12, 3 says, for, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So it's true. You each have, you, God has given you each like innate abilities and strengths, um, and that's, that's a good thing. That's great. You need to recognize those and see that. Um, but you also need to, to have a sober view of, of your weaknesses, right? Um, and that you have, to, you have to be able to start from there. Hey, like, I would love to share my faith more. Man, I just, I've just never done it before. I just don't know how to do that. I would love to lead a small group, but I've, I've never done it. I, I, think, I think I need some help, right? 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about what humility is not um, and what humility is, okay? Humility is not just deflecting compliments. Oh, you know, you're so good at this. No, not me. No, no. Um, but like for me, hey, I majored in mechanical engineering. If somebody's like, are you good at math? Like, and I was like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, I'll be like, bro, like if you're trying to go into an engineering field and not be good at math, you should probably choose something different. Like that may not be the thing for you, right? Like it's okay. You have, you have abilities, right? Um, but but it, humility is like having a sober view of yourself. Um, humility is not... I don't think it's like humility is not this, but it's a pretty weak version of humility is like, ah, you know, if somebody tells me something, I guess, I guess I'll listen to it. You know, um, that's a, that's, that's pretty close to being like prideful. It's like kind of in the middle ground, but it's really pretty weak humility. Um, strong humility is, is seeking advice and seeking guidance and help because you know, you need it, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I just need some help in this. And you know, maybe they, maybe they'll tell me something I already know, but I'll take the chance. Like they, they probably got some good stuff to tell me. Right. Um, and humility is not just like turning down help just because oh, I don't want to be a burden to anyone else, but, but really you just don't want to be the guy that gets help. You know, you really just want to do it on your own. Um, humility is, Hey, I, I need help. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive that help and see, and even seeking it out. Um, humility is not, um, just focusing on yourself. Like it's, it's seeing, man, I'm not the center of the world, right? Which is true. You're not. Um, and you need to be okay with that. Um, and I think your, your conversations and your life should not be focused around just you, right? It needs to be focused, like, the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind, right? The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Like, none of that involves, it's not, it's not you at the center. God is at the center. Um, and so you need, to be, you need to be okay with that and, and align yourself and your life with that truth, right? Um, in James chapter 4, verse 6, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay? God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, do you want to be opposed to God? Anyone want to be opposed? Be an enemy of the creator of the universe. How about that? Anyone want to do that? I tried that. It didn't work. Didn't work. It doesn't work, right? You got, you got the creator of everything versus you who has been created, right? It's not going to work. Um, it's never going to work. Um, and that's not strength. That's stupidity. Okay. Um, and we need to, we need to be okay with that. We need to, we need to submit ourselves to the idea that we're going to have to be humble. We have to be, we have to, uh, like, we're not the center of the world. Okay. Um, and in regards to training, uh, I want to give you guys, uh, a kind of non-spiritual example of, um, humility and training and that working. Um, any of you guys watch the Super Bowl? How many of you guys, how many of you guys went for the Chiefs? Yeah, how many of you guys are Patrick Mahomes fans? Yeah, so some of you, I you know, might be controversial or whatever. Um, some of you guys, some of you guys may know this story, but um, you know, if if you like him or not, whatever, he's he's the first uh, NFL quarterback to win two league MVPs and two Super Bowls in the first six years of his career. Okay, so he's setting history, right? There's there's an aspect of greatness there, right? Um, and if you can, you know, like a lot of a lot of great quarterbacks, man, they had a great rookie season. They, they started out their career awesome. Um, you guys know how his, his first year went? He only played in one game, right? Um, is that is a little shocking to you guys? Like he only played in one game, but he's this, you know, his first six years, like he spent like was like setting records and amazing, you know, highlight videos and stuff like that. Um, 
what do you guys think he spent that first year doing? Like, if he wasn't playing, like, what, isn't that where, how you get better is you just play, right? Um, he actually spent that first year training under an older mentor quarterback, okay, of Alex Smith. Um, and this guy, Alex Smith, um, he was doing a good job. Like, he was, like, uh, doing well for the Chiefs. Um, and Mahomes came in, you know, rookie. And um, a lot of times they come in thinking, oh, I'm the hot shot. I just killed it at my college. And my whole life I've been the hot shot. Um, but Mahomes didn't do that, right? He came in and he was just ready to, to learn from Alex Smith. He's ready to learn from this um, veteran quarterback. Um, and I think the, his humility, um, it just worked, right? That he, he trained so much from Alex Smith. Um, and Alex Smith, nobody told him like, hey, you got to mentor this rookie quarterback. Actually, a lot of times, um, it's kind of the opposite. A lot of times the, 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 the older veterans are like, who's this guy coming in trying to take my job? Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to be about that. Or maybe the, the rookie comes in and is like, oh yeah, like I'm totally going to take the job and there's a lot of tension, but um, they didn't do that, right? There was, there was a, a mutually beneficial like mentoring relationship there. Um, and, and now you see, look at what Mahomes is doing. Like he's trained so much, he's grown so much um, and he's at the top of his field, right? Um, and so I think um, every strong man uh, needs a strong trainer, okay? Um, and so for us, we need to have the humility to recognize like that we need, we seek out training and we seek out guidance and advice because we need it, right? Because we need it to get to where we want to become to be strong leaders, right? And what that looks like is you just go to the, to the leader of your, your family group or your ministry and say, turn me into you. I'm ready. Just like teach me anything that you like you think that I need to do or read or like like I'll do it. Just let me know what I need to do. Right. And having that level of of like full uh, submitting to that authority. Right. Um, and guys, I think God's kingdom needs more men with that level of humility. Um, and I think a lot of times we just don't have that. Right. We just don't have that level of humility and we need it. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, I think your pride is getting in the way of God's mission. Okay, um, and I, I also think like, hey, if there's if there's these guys, you know, professional athletes doing this for for something of a worldly nature, right? The Super Bowl is cool, but like, it doesn't really matter that much compared to God's kingdom. Am I right? Um, that's just a temporary thing. We live for something eternal. Okay, and so for you, are you known as somebody who's humble? Um, are you known as somebody who's receptive to correction? Or, do you, or are you known as somebody, man, that guy seeks out correction. He seeks out training. Hey, bro, how was that? Did you think that was good? Like, what do you think about that? Anything I could do better? That kind of thing. Um, or do you get defensive? Do you justify, oh, no, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't this, you know. You just, you just saw it different. Um, or do you even, like, bash on the person that, um, that was correcting you? Oh, you know, they, they have for me correction, but they're, they're crazy. They're stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, um, I think that's pride, right? A lot of times that's pride to see like, you're just not able to even hear the truth and you just hate it. Okay. Um, or even do you get, do you get defensive, um, when a woman corrects you, right? Like, are you okay with that to be corrected by a woman? Um, I think that's pride as well. If like a woman tells you something and, uh, the same thing a man might tell you and you're like, no, nah, you know, that's, that's just that was nothing, you know, whatever. I think that's pride, right? We need, we need women to correct us. We need to hear that truth, right, when it comes from them. Um, and we even need to thank people when they correct us. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, is discipline. How are you guys feeling? Good? Good stuff. 
Discipline, this is like my passion like crazy. Um, my definition of discipline is a not-so-secret secret to unlock power. Okay, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 25 to 27. First Corinthians 9, verses 25 through 27. It says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. That last sentence, I discipline my body, keep it under control, or I make it my slave. I like, that's like my favorite workout scripture, right? Like I'm working out and my body's like telling me to stop. And I'm like, no, you're my slave. Do my will, right? And so discipline is um, keeping the, where I want to be in mind while doing the, what do I need to do to get there, right? Um, A lot of times it's not that hard to figure out, but we just got to stick with it, guys. Um, And discipline is so, it's key to doing what, uh, to get you where you want to become, and without it, you're just not going to become the man that God has designed you to be, okay? And if we, if we think about this, like, do you guys know anyone who's living an inspiring life who's undisciplined? No, right? Do you know anyone who's doing anything great or is close to God that's undisciplined, right? It's not. Discipline is a mark of maturity. It's a way that, it's because it's the way that people become great. It's the way that people become strong, okay? Um. And I think, I think we need, there's a couple of things I think we need to be disciplined in. Um, the first is our mind. Our thoughts are so important. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, take captive, to tell us, it tells us to take captive our every thought and make it obedient to Christ, right? Do you have the discipline to take captive every single thought in your mind, right? Imagine that, that's, that's a lot of um, discipline. And I think we need that and to not allow Satan to get into our minds and tell us lies and um, you know, pull our thoughts to, to thinking of women in, in, un, in lustful ways or being overly critical or, or just believing lies about who God is or who we are in God's eyes and, and what our relationship is, right? Um, I think we need to be disciplined in our emotions um, and not letting them overcome us, but instead us manage them, okay? Do you, are you guys people that like your emotions tend to manage you, right? I think we can't, we can't let that happen. Um, we can't allow our anger or impatience to make our decisions for us. Um, that's, not, that's not self-control. That's weak, okay? Um, a, a big one, we need to be disciplined in our desires, okay? Mari was talking about it last night some. Um, Philippians 3, 18 through 20, it says, Many live as the enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is their destruction. Their God is their belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we as men of God, we live in the kingdom of God. And this, is, this scripture is saying, hey, those, the people who, the pagans, they, don't, they let their gods be their stomachs. They, they are led by their desires. But us, we don't do that. That's not who we are. Okay, and we can't, we can't let our desires rule us. We need to let those be disciplined underneath us, right? Um, and I think things like our desire for, for food, for sex, for pleasure, for comfort, we can't let that desi- like those desires rule us. Um, and I, I think it's okay to be real and be like, hey guys, like we desire sex. That's, and like, let's be real, that's there. I think we all, like, it's so pervasive, just our desire for that. And um, that, but, in, but it's, it's okay to, 
I think you guys, it's a huge realization. Like that desire is not bad. Um, it's not bad to have that desire. It's actually a normal thing. Um, and we need to be okay with that, right? Um, but we also have to recognize that God has designed it for us to be, for that to be in a context um, solely within a marriage between a man and a woman, okay? Um, and, and just have, like, be okay with that desire and, but, and don't let it control you and don't believe Satan's lies that porn is the thing that's gonna fulfill that desire um, or masturbation. That's, that's a lie from Satan every single time. Um, and we just believe that so much and it's a problem, okay? Um, uh, Parker Helton is gonna be leading a, a class on purity. Let's go, Parker. Um, and so if you wanna hear more about that, he's the guy to talk to and he's, he's really overcome a lot of his um, battles with that, right? Um, ooh, the next thing, guys, we need to be disciplined in our schedule um, and how we spend our time. Um, how intentional do you guys think Jesus was about his schedule? He was so intentional about how he spent his time, right? He maybe not, didn't have like a planner or a Google calendar or whatever, but he was very intentional about how he spent his time. You see a lot of times he's getting away, um, spending time by himself, or he's very clear about, I'm going to spend time with these people. You guys go. Um, all right, you guys, time to spend time with you guys. All right, let's get on this boat and go across the lake. And Man, these kids are chasing me across a lake. Why are they doing that? Okay, let's get away some more, right? He was very intentional about how he spent his time. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like, are you intentional and are you disciplined about the way you spend your time? Okay. Um, are you intentional about the time you spend with God? Um, this is so big. If you like you, we, we need to be men who are disciplined in spending time with God. Um, I think you need to be able to say like, not just like, ah, oh, you know, I'll fit it in and oh, I'm just having a hard time. You know, it's just tough. Right. Um, that's a, show, a sign of weak discipline. Um, and we need to be better than that. That's not going to help you come into the design that God has for you, okay? Um, I think you guys need to be able to say, you know, after, I've been a disciple for, for five years, I've read the Bible every single day, right? And have that kind of discipline. Um, and not just make excuses like, oh, I'm, I'm too busy, right? That's my favorite excuse for people to come. How many people love hearing, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, right? Every single time I'm too busy, that is a lie, okay? We all have 24 hours a day. And we all decide how to use those hours. You're never too busy. You're just deciding to prioritize your time in a different way. Okay? And that's okay. Like, sometimes if, like, you know, hey, I want to go play basketball. You know, okay. You know, I don't think I can prioritize right now. Like, I think I need to, I need to play or I need to do some homework or whatever. Um, that's okay to say no to things. But if we're too busy to spend time with God, the creator of our universe who wants a relationship with us, that's just stupid. Don't do that. That is a terrible decision. We need to be men that are disciplined in the time that we spend. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to show you guys, share with you guys something that uh, cool that's happening. Um, and that I've been inspired by and, and been implementing in, with our guys in Nashville. Um, so there's a disciple in, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. His name is Jimmy Black. Um, he started, he, he kind of saw this need for, for men to be, to be raised up, to be trained, to, to take ownership of their, their maturity, to see, seeing scriptures like the one I read in, Matthew, in 1 Timothy 4, to, um, uh, to train yourselves to be godly, right? And that word train is gymnazo. Um, and it kind of, gymnazo sounds like the word gymnasium, right? Um, it's a place where, where people train. And in Greek times, is a place where, um, and they actually like trained naked. They were kind of obsessed with the human body and, and seeing all the, 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 the strengths and the weaknesses of the body. Um, it, you know, we may feel like that's kind of weird, but that's kind of how it was, right? Um, and so, so training and then also the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, that God gives us each a certain amount of talents, 
Um, and we, we need to use those and multiply them to glorify God. Um, and so that's something we're doing in Nashville is that we have a group we call Gymnazo. Um, and we set goals uh, in, in seven different areas of our lives. Um, and we, we kicked it off. We woke up at 5.30, jumped in a cold pool, did a push-up workout, set goals. And we work out together every month. Um, and we, we hold each other accountable reading a book. Um, because this is something that we want to see um, become a part of our lives, that we're maturing as men. We're doing that together. We're training naked, right? We're, we're being real, we're being vulnerable on what our strengths and weaknesses are and helping each other to mature into the men that God has designed us to be. Um, and I'm, I'm inspired by these men in Nashville that, um, that want to become more faithful, more fruitful, more fit, more mentally capable, great brothers and friends and husbands and mighty men of God. Um, and so maybe that's something that you could take to your ministry, guys. Like the training needs to happen amongst us and, and in community, okay? I um, mean, we need to be able to tell each other, um, tell each other the truth and to sharpen each other, okay? And so on the topic of, of discipline, I think if you're, if you're hoping and you're waiting for a lot of secrets on, oh, you know, this will be the life hack to get more discipline, um, you're going to be waiting for a while, guys. There's not a lot of secrets, um, and honestly, I think if you're just looking for an easy way out, that's just a sign of your innate laziness, that you're, you're just looking for the easy way out and you don't want to take the hard path, right? Um, and you're going to you're gonna have to work on that, okay? Um, and I think, like, no matter what, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be disciplined men if we want to mature, right? And so I want to go through some signs. Um, if these things apply to you, um, it's a sign of your lack of discipline, can I do that? Are you guys cool with that? All right. You, I think it shows uh, a lack of discipline if you assign things that you're supposed to do now to later. I'll do it later, whatever. And then, you know, does it ever happen? No. Um, you're undisciplined if you have a stack of half-finished books. Okay? Um, if people have to follow up with you to make sure everything's getting done every single time. Or you set goals and you forget about them a month later. All right, it's, it's about the end of February. How many of you guys forgot about your New Year's resolutions? Okay, that's real. It's real. We got to be real about that. And I think we need to have the discipline to say, no, I've completed my New Year's resolution three years in a row. Like that kind of discipline. Um, you, oh, this is a good one. You commonly think, oh, I should do blank, but you justify it with some lazy reason. Ah, oh, no, it's not a big deal, whatever, right? Um, oh, how about this? You procrastinate your homework to do it later and justify it saying, that's just when I'm motivated to do it, right? You're overly reliant on caffeine to energize you because your love for God isn't strong enough to motivate you to be disciplined, right? Guys, I think we need to be, we need to be men that have that level of discipline and that our love for God motivates us to do that, okay? Um, and so thinking about, thinking about our character and our discipline um, and our training, it, humility and discipline are so, so key and God's kingdom needs men that are, that are that, right? God's kingdom doesn't need more men who are caught up on every TV show, right? And only focused on themselves. But we need more humble men that are wanting to seek training and are disciplined enough to stick with it and to mature. Okay? And so there's a, for, for the Eagles maturity process, right, there's a time where um, there's been training. Um, and then it's just time to jump, right? It's just time to, to have courage and go for it. And so this is my final point, to jump. Um, verse 31 says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So, so here, hey, how do we soar on wings like eagles? We, we hope in the Lord. Um, 
I think a jump is, is a scary thing. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, you don't know, like, man, I'm just going, I've never done this before. Like, how's this going to work? Um, and we need to have the courage to be able to, to go for it. And that comes, come, that comes from knowing who's with us, which is the almighty God. Um, and if you look in Isaiah 40, before our, our theme scripture, um, in verses 10 through 12, and kind of that whole middle section, um, it says this. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him. His recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? And so think about that. Like this is this is our create the creator of us who loves us and wants a relationship with us. Um, all the waters in the whole earth, like I think we don't even know how deep the ocean is, right? But God has He's just like holding the water, like right there, like, oh yeah, look at that, you know? It's so tiny to him. The whole world is so tiny to him. Um, and then the mountains, like he weighs the dust of the mountains on scales, like, and it's just like nothing to him. Oh yeah, you know? Like how much does a mountain even weigh? I don't even know, right? Like it's huge. We're like kind of on a mountain right now. Imagine weighing this whole retreat center. Um, and this is the God that, that is with us and that is for us, right? And so I want to challenge you guys. Like, do you have a personal understanding and conviction on God's power? Um, do, you have, do you have an understanding of his love for you? Are you able to say with a whole heart, like it says in Romans 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? Like, do you have that kind of faith in our powerful God? Um, and if you don't, like, where is your confidence coming from? Right? Is your confidence just coming from yourself that you just think you're hot stuff when you're really not? Um, is it about what others say about you or your own skill or um, I don't know? Like, but, but think about like what happens when, when other people change your, their mind about who you are. Um, what happens when you change your mind about who you are and you just start to think, you know, I'm kind of a piece of crap. Um, and that's just how I'm feeling. Right. Um, I want to challenge us to, to have courage because because God says that we're powerful and God says um, that he is with us. Okay. Um, and you might need to do some work to, um, to understand that to, and to be fully uh, convinced of that, right? Because um, um, it, just, it just takes time and it just takes an understanding of scripture to, to do that, right? Um, and I think, guys, we need, we need men who are going to step up and have, have courage in amazing ways. Guys who are going to uh, do courageous deeds, right? To step up and fill leadership roles, to, to serve, to have conviction, to have the conviction to, to date differently, to, um, to have a conviction on what you want to surround yourself with, right? To, um, to endure through challenges um, that just sometimes just aren't going away. Um, to, and maybe courage to, to come back. Maybe you've had a miserable fall and you just need to come back. Um, and the, the courage to be vulnerable and real about yourself and your challenges, right? Um, but guys, ultimately, God created you to soar on wings like an eagle, right? To have adventure, to have exploits. Um, and, and God's kingdom needs us, the men in this room, to step up and to lead, right? To not fall into our passiveness, our laziness, our pride, um, but to instead have courage and jump, right? And to train first. Um, and so I want to challenge you guys to, to make a decision, to, to tap into that power, to hope in God, um, and to, to leave behind your life of, of ineffectiveness and, and passivity, um, and just go for it, guys. It's, it just starts with, with a, a one irreversible decision. You just got to go for it. Um, and I think there's a world of adventure and exploit uh, ahead of you. Uh, but thanks, guys, for being here.